Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Trevor. And uh, welcome to Catching Up on Cinema. Um, If you're not familiar with the program, Catching Up on Cinema is a podcast wherein Kyle and I take turns introducing one another to movies. Um, Today, however, uh, we will be doing a monthly segment that we like to call Catching Up on Blu-ray. And what we do with these episodes, essentially, is take a look at the calendar month and uh, just take a glimpse at a what the physical media releases are going to be for the coming month. Uh, So we're in August of 2019, and uh, if you're not aware, uh, traditionally physical media releases, meaning like DVDs, 4Ks, Blu-rays, typically come out on Tuesdays. So if you want to follow along, uh, go ahead and pull up a calendar and just take a look at what's out there. And uh, the hope, (laughs) the hope is that we can find some stuff to talk about here. Maybe potential purchases here and there. We'll see. Um, but it looks like the first release date um, is August 6th. And uh, right off the bat, we have an Arrow release for something called Alice Sweet Alice uh, from 1976. Looks like a potentially a, a giallo flick or maybe an early slasher. I'm not positive. I don't, I don't actually know this one. Do you, Kyle? No, I'm not familiar with this one. I don't, I don't do slashers too much. I find them kind of boring. Um, but yeah, this one looks kind of like a, kind of like a slasher. I'm not going to say Giallo. Um, I have a list of top 10 Giallo films, and I don't think this is on it. But I could be mistaken. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any. I don't see any Italian names in there. So um, I don't think it's a traditional giallo flick. But uh, my guess would be it's an early slasher flick. Um, I actually kind of recognize the cover art. That mask um, is familiar. But then again, I've probably seen it a million different places. Um, beside that, though, uh, the f- probably the first major high-profile release of the month would be Pokemon. Uh, Detective Pikachu on 4K uh, that came out in theaters uh, just this year, so it's this is a brand new release. Um, so, Kyle, do you have any uh, connection to the world of the Pokemans? No, none whatsoever. I was alive. <laughs> I was alive, and at the target age of Pokemon in the 90s, but it it did not reach me. It it did not uh, it did not get me. Uh, I was pretty into it. Like I, 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 I bought a lot of the cards. Um, I, I had Star Wars cards and Pokemon cards. Um, I, I still have my first edition Charizard, which is I think worth well over a hundred dollars these days. <laughs> um, so that's that's something I'll end up eBaying or something when I need to worry about like paying property tax or like putting a kid through college or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I I definitely touched the Pokemon craze. Like, I watched the cartoon fairly regularly. Um, and, yeah, I had the cards. Uh, the games, surprisingly, were maybe the thing I had the least connection to. Um, this movie actually looked kind of cool to me, anyway. Like, it looked like they actually tried. And that was kind of surprising. Because if, if ever there was a franchise that, you you know, you could, like, half-ass the movie adaptation of, mm-hmm. you know, just, like put fan service in there just shove all the things that people like in there and just hope it works out and then walk away from it (laughs) um pokemon would be the one i would expect would be very easy to do that with but it it looks like they actually tried to tell a story and like uh from a design perspective like from an aesthetic standpoint um 
I don't know. I, like looking at the trailers, I was actually kind of impressed with how they adapted some of these 2D characters. Well, traditionally 2D like hand-drawn characters to uh, to CGI. Um, the texturing they did on them is really fascinating. Um, so I might actually like red box that or something. I'm not gonna pay full price, but I, I might rent it. Yeah, I'm not buying that. But um, I'll I'll definitely rent it with Steph. She she was interested in watching it. We just haven't had a chance to watch it. I'll I'll watch it. Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Pikachu, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I actually I'm a little bit up on that one. Um, so I'm curious. But beside that though, we have a film called The Curse of La Llorona. Um, Kyle, you you're you're into horror movies. That's yeah. like. Yeah. That's your area of expertise that you, you definitely have a hand over me in. Um, have you heard anything about this? Because I certainly have. Mm, I have not, and I'll be honest with you, I was really close to watching it last night. Um, I watched the previews for it. Um, the guy who plays Sniper in Training Day is in it, and uh, Velma from Scooby-Doo. Um, judging by that cast, I'm like, eh, neither one of these people really are horror movie people like not who i would think of um it looks a little um a little predictable for me like it looks like oh this is gonna be some jump scares but i let i'll go in on just you know cheap jump scares if they can get if i think that they can get me i'm like there might be some twists and turns in here but i kind of skipped this one because it looked like it was just going to be your basic jump scare movie and not a lot of substance so um what have you heard about it so far um, I've heard it's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> um, I can tell I've you heard that. some awful stuff. Oh, by the way, um, Anuk Sunamun is yeah. in it. Oh, I don't know her. her. I don't know her name, but I Nobody I does. remember seeing her face in the trailer. Yeah, Anuk Sunamun. <laughs> oh wait, the um, the, the th- ninety nine Anuk Sunamun or the two thousand seventeen? Yeah. Oh no, no yeah, because she played yeah, because she played them. I was thinking the hot one from. Uh, um, Atomic Blonde in uh, the new Mummy, but oh, the original Anak. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh, you were thinking about the the French girl, the Algerian I can't lady. Yeah, her name, but yeah, she's super French. Yeah, yeah super <laughs> French. Um, yeah, uh, it didn't. I wasn't buying what they were selling. Yeah, I, I wasn't buying. Yeah, it. I've heard it's very bad. The, I mean, the small novelty though of like it look, it appears to be like maybe a demographic play where it's like hey let's make a movie for hispanics and hispanic americans like a horror movie or something let's let's see if we can target that that niche audience or something see if they'll turn out well i think it did make money because almost all horror movies do well i saw veronica which i believe is a spanish film uh, a Spanish horror film, and it was it had like really high reviews. People were like, "Oh, yeah, this is so." Now I, I'm not buying what people are saying uh, when they're like, "Oh, this movie's got a lot of hype behind it." People were like leaving, like couldn't finish watching it. It was too scary. I'm like, "Oh, interesting." <laughs> and I got through Veronica. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? That was okay. That was fine. That wasn't anything to write home about. It was okay." And then I, I found out. I think I found the trick to finding a good horror movie. If people hated it and people loved it, it's probably pretty good. Hence, Hereditary. Hereditary is fucking terrifying, and people are like, "Oh, it's a fucking t- terrible movie." It got horrible reviews, but other people are like, "Oh no, no, no! Hereditary is awesome." Those are the those are the reviews you need to be looking for. This, um, so, go for it. So what you're saying is instead of like like a general consensus view, you're you're like keeping your ears out for like divisive horror films. 
I need I need someone to tell me that not that um, it was too scary. I, I could it was too scary. I couldn't finish it. I need someone mm-hmm. to say like, oh, I hated it. I hated that horror movie. Because people say that about okay. the people say that about the witch. They don't talk about not being able to finish it. They're like, oh, I hated it or I loved it. That's I think that's well, a better that could gauge. Mean it's, I mean that could mean it's repulsive to the point that they couldn't handle it. Oh, or or challenging to a degree that they they couldn't stomach it or something. Because uh, I could totally see Hereditary and The Witch being movies that people either get bored of or just uncomfortable with to the point that they disengage from it because they don't they don't like the feelings that it's causing them to experience. Well, <laughs> The Witch is horribly tense at times, and some of those conversations, those like the domestic stuff in Hereditary in particular, even more so than the horror stuff, is pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the uh, people can't finish this movie. It's too scary. I'm like not buying it anymore. Not. Well, I mean that that's that makes me think of like some cheap YouTube thing where it's like you'll never believe how tall he is or something. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Clickbait talking about. bullshit. He's so much bigger in real life. Yeah. Like, bad. Eat, th- eat twenty of these a day and you'll live forever. Yeah. Bad source. <laughs> you're right. Bad source. Yeah. Um, but I gotta go. I gotta go from something. I gotta go from something. <laughs> uh, so moving on, um, we have Batman Hush. I'm uh, fine. 2019 f- on Blu-ray and 4K. So Kyle, um, this is this is based on a, a graphic novel. Well, not. I don't, I don't think it's a graphic novel. I think it was a miniseries. But um, the the comic source material was pretty fucking good. Um, in in like a crowd pleasing sort of way, it's not high art by any means. It's not it's not the Dark Knight Returns or the Man Who Laughs or anything like that. Uh, but it's it's kind of like a like a like a tour through through Batman's Rogues Gallery. Like all the all the heavy hitters mm-hmm. come out to play for a chapter or two, and it's just it's fun. Um, so I'm actually kind of curious about this. I haven't I haven't watched one of these DC animated. Uh, movies and quite some time because to me they started to turn into just like punch fests after a while it's like okay it'd be nice if we could tell a story or you know like like actually have characters but no we're just it's just pure fan service and i'm sure this is going to be 20 times more guilty of that because the source material is just that Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like you know if if anything if any batman comic in recent memory um, was going to get me to come back to watching one of these this would probably be the one so again this is something i might red box i'm certainly not paying full price for it though <laughs> especially since dc dc warner brothers animated productions tend to be a little a little bit jank um if i'm gonna pay full price for animation it better be crisp animation <laughs> uh, so moving on though uh we have this is probably a re-release, but it's uh, Gods and Monsters on Blu-ray. It's uh, starring Ian McKellen and <gasps> Brendan Fraser. Yeah, it's been on my <laughs> list. It's been on my list for a while. I'm not buying the Blu-ray. This is a prime rental for me. I, I don't need to own this. Yeah, I I certainly wouldn't buy this, but uh, I remember my my mom of all people was really up on that movie. She was like, "You should watch this, son." <laughs> so okay. maybe I'll make it up to her at some point. <laughs> but, um trudging on along though uh, we have a jack lemon and walter matthau uh, film the front page from 1974 uh, i'm not sure if that that's its first time on blu-ray but could be fun i like both of those guys i lean more moth- penguin highway 
I mean, Walter Matthau's a gem. Like he, his, he. There is no man that has been more cantankerous than Walter Matthau. <laughs> I watched The Odd Couple not too long ago. Very long, kind of funny, but the best parts were Walter Walter Matthau. Yeah, that's generally how that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack Lemon, he tries hard though. Oh, he tries. <laughs> um, Penguin Highway from 2018. Uh, this is a anime. It's a feature film. I I know it got some hype. I know nothing about it though, other than it's pretty well animated. Oh, oh, oh! Something to get excited about. Um, what we left behind, also from 2018. Uh, this is the documentary about Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, um, and See, I only just started watching uh, Star Trek The Next Generation a few years ago. Um, I'm almost done with it. I think I'm in the sixth of seven seasons, and I'm really digging it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, man, why wasn't I watching this all these years ago? I was a stupid I'm kid. still um, really, really, really trying to get through that first season. It is really hard. It's pretty rough. I, I managed to power through it. Like I, I didn't skip it. I did watch it. But it it is it is not what it would become. It is not representative of what it what it, what it is on the whole. But um, I know there's been this uh, big hubbub about Deep Space Nine though in the past few years uh, because I think it's like the one Star Trek series that isn't isn't ever going to get a like a HD remastering. It has something to do with the the expense that would go into completing that process like the the ends don't justify the means or something from the perspective Mm. of the the people who own the rights to it so i guess this is like a very comprehensive documentary just talking about um the making of deep space nine and it has a lot of cast interviews and stuff like that um and as more time passes it seems like one of those shows that um maybe was better than people realized while it was on the air but it seems like the chances of it getting a revival or or like a a remastering or slim to none so i might actually watch that like in lieu of actually watching the show um oh tolkien have you heard of this kyle i'm fine um i'm actually <laughs> I'm, I'm uh i'm actually reading the fellowship of the ring uh right now um i just finished the uh, uh the meeting with elrond and uh whatever the elf's place is called i can't remember off the top of my head um but yeah i I prefer to just read his books, and then I'll maybe eventually read a biography about him. I, 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 knowing how he came up with Lord of the Rings, this might be interesting. But I think the story itself is just interesting. I don't think I need a whole movie about it. Um, yeah, I'm fine, and I don't like this actor, whoever he is. I can't. Oh, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, I have almost no opinion of him. He just doesn't uh, do he, anything for me. Yeah, he. I know he was on a like a pretty high-profile UK TV show. Um, and then he hooked up with Brian Singer, probably not literally. Um, did a few movies with him, including like that Jack the Giant Slayer movie that Ooh. everybody forgets happened. Isn't he um, Beast? Isn't he Beast in the new X Men movies? Yeah, he's New Beast. No, he he's New Beast. He's NU Beast. <laughs> he's, he seems like. He just went out for every role that Eddie Redmayne has, and he's just never going to get it. I mean, and Lily Collins, um, I think she's a good actress, but she's just a pair of eyebrows to me. 
a weird way to. <laughs> it's a weird I way think to put he it. He gets yeah. roles, but um, I don't know. He. he <laughs> no, I I think he gets roles, but they're they're just not the roles that I'm interested in watching. So he's he's just off my radar. I'm sure he's on plenty of people's radars, just not mine. Well, I don't know about radar. <laughs> uh. uh so what else we got here, Kyle? Yeah, uh, yeah, we've got a foreign affair. That's too old for me. Uh, you kind of, if you're going back super old, you kind of have to just hit the hits, man. You can't, you can't trudge through everything. Like, you just, you need some recommendations. Um, yeah, you got to stick to the diehards. You don't need, you don't need the under sieges of the 1940s. No, no. I mean, that's yeah. You can't, you can't be doing that. Um, Attack of the Titan. I don't know what that is all about. Oh, um, I'm gonna pause you for a sec. Um, that's a anime series that uh, my brother, of all people, started watching. Um, he's been out of the game even longer than me, maybe two decades. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently he started watching it. It's a international sensation. Like people the world over are absolutely obsessed with this thing. It almost kind of feels like the anime equivalent to like Game of Thrones like that kind of fandom where people are obsessed with it and it also has that thing where character death is like around every corner and you never know when it's going to happen oh that's fun (laughs) so it has that hook going for it um but i if memory serves that's supposed to be the last season so that might be the last of it um i might watch it now that if it is done i might actually watch that I'm gonna quote Chandler Bing here and say yes. It was very sad when the artist stopped drawing them. <laughs> nice. Uh, he was talking about Bambi. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that might Is be that kind a of fun. Criterion next to it. Yeah, I can. You can judge a Criterion by its cover. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, that looks not up my alley. An angel at my table, 1990. Who mm, made it? Yeah. Like maybe that will explain maybe, to us what. Maybe. I have no idea who Jane Camplin is, so nope. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's 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 from New Zealand. <laughs> oh, New Zealand. Okay. Well, okay. That might be something <laughs> there. Um, the reflecting skin. Uh, okay. I don't know what that's all about. Is that Vigo? I can't that tell. That is Vigo. Is it? That is Vigo. That's an old one. Hmm. 1990. Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Huh. I'm still not interested, but yeah, <laughs> it's always I mean, nice seeing him. <laughs> I'm not going... He's not a guy that I go out to see his movies, but if someone recommends a Vigo movie, I'm like, it's probably pretty good. I'll watch it. Um, Strike Back Season 6. What the fuck is Strike Back? Uh I want to say it's like a Cinemax TV show or something. Oh, nobody watches those. <laughs> exactly. Um, but apparently it's been on for six years and nobody cares. <laughs> I think Bored to Death. Isn't Bored to Death Cinemax? Hell, I wouldn't know. They might be HBO. I, th- I was going to say, I think Bored to Death's like the only thing Cinemax, but I think they that might even be HBO, but I'm not positive. Um, <laughs> a bunch of... I don't know. Well, well, we need to stop for a second and at least acknowledge Charlie Says because, what is that? Um, uh, well, I mean, a little movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out not too long ago, and uh, I can bet money that this is based on the Charlie Manson story. Hell, oh, hey, it is. I didn't even realize um, that. So, you know, the asylum or whatever probably cranked something out in a hurry to cash in on the inevitable craze, which I'm sure, I'm sure all those locations in LA are 
probably like the tourism bureau is probably going nuts right now people are like i want to see the manson compound (laughs) (laughs) i want to take instagram photos at the manson compound yeah i'm sure roman polanski's really liking that (laughs) but yeah i mean we're like trends are are very very powerful things and you know inevitably if you have a blockbuster if you have a hot topic of the day there's there's probably going to be a movie adaptation of it at some point and yeah i'm sure there are going to be many charles manson movies coming out in the next few months here um touch of death 1988 that's kind of a cool cover looks i don't know it looks like a white snake album or something well, see, that girl's got some that girl's got some butt they definitely put some time into that yeah but she's like stop that's usually or is not- she saying come here or is she saying come here i can't tell I'm not sure. It looks like a Spanish. Uh, it looks like a Spanish uh, horror movie. It's Italian. It's a Lucio Fulci film. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that that probably has some great gore for you, Kyle. <laughs> you might want to look into it. Butt and gore. Sign me up. I'm really looking forward to our fucked up shit month because I am getting burned on my on my stuff that I've been watching. Burns. <laughs> well, yeah, we got to find a. We gotta find the right time to do fucked up shit month because I'm excited for that too. Uh, what else we got here? Anything else jumping out at you? No, Donnie Brook uh, might be something you want to check out. Uh, I mean, the name of it plus Frank Grillo. It's yeah. Like, yeah, maybe. That's right up I'll, your alley. Yeah, Frank Grillo only has one haircut. Like he's not <laughs> allowed to change it apparently. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's not much else going on here. Uh, I like the cover to Tiger Milk, like that that yeah. font and that that color combo really works. Um, let me guess, I don't know anything about the movie. Uh, mm. Can you pull up the description, and I'm gonna see if I can guess what the oh that's that's fun. We should start doing that. I want to guess from the cover what the movie's about. Okay, I have it. Op- I have it open. So if you want to roll, okay. Tiger Milk, twenty seventeen. Tiger Milk, twenty seventeen. So for those of you uh, not following along, we have two late teens, possibly early twenties girls sitting on what looks like the hood of a car, and they've got some kind of beverage. Um, they're giving they're giving each other a look. I'm gonna say that um, one of them has uh, one of them has had uh, their mom die and uh she's coping and she's coping with it and she has her friend helping her am i any okay. am i close at all i don't think so <laughs> okay, what's the description it's actually it actually sounds kind of interesting um and like i said um from the cover it actually does look kind of interesting so maybe i'll like if it's free i'll watch it maybe uh, so the description reads, uh, Nini and Jamila are best friends. Together they delve into the urban jungle of Berlin amid clouds of drug smoke and alcoholic dazes looking for love, sex, and a better future. But life intervenes. Jamila is in danger of being deported to Iraq. And then they witness a murder. Uh, so it's... I was not even uh, remotely close. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a couple of girls on a crazy adventure. Uh, sounds kind of cool. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. What else we got? We got some anime garbage. Uh, Jack Hunter. This cover is delightful. <laughs> Jack Hunter and the Lost Treasure of Ugarit. Um. So this really wants to be both Anaconda and Indiana Jones, and maybe no, maybe Noah Wiley's uh, The Librarian, if you've ever heard of that. <laughs> um. But yeah, it looked 
if folks at home, you might want to pull up Jack Hunter. Uh, that just looks terrible. <laughs> Uh, what we else we got here? Uh, the Outsider has... Oh, fuck. Fuck me. Really? Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, well, that's a big no. And uh, John Fu, who is a decent... He's a he's a pretty good martial arts... Martial artist slash stuntman. Um, by the way, Sean Patrick Flannery apparently has been doing jujitsu for like a couple decades or something. And he's trying to, he's trying to get a martial arts movie off the ground. Um, it's supposed to be coming out in like the next year or so. Yeah, it's a hard skip as uh, Trace Atkins, who is a country singer. If you've got a country oh, singer no. leading your cast, that's a hard pass. Um, plus one looks like derivative uh, rom-com bullshit, but mm-hmm. that lady on the front's doing it for me. Yep, I get you. My, I'm with you. Maya Erskine? Uh, mm-hmm. keep, keep my eye on you, Maya Erskine. <laughs> uh, Steven Seagal in Attrition. Oh fuck! It he literally has uh, he literally <laughs> has a martial arts pose, and then on the bottom he has a gun, and hearing protection for some reason. Well, I mean, he's got to keep his he's got to keep his super hearing in check, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the world, it's he's like Superman. It's like he needs to make the world smaller, otherwise his senses will overload. <laughs> um, but the description for this is pretty amazing. Uh, when a Thai girl with mythical powers goes missing, oh, Axe. His name is Axe, Kyle. That's and his old. His name is Axe. <laughs> Axe and his old team unite in attempts to bring her back. Two lives, one game. I feel silly having to ask this. How has he not done a twin movie where he plays two of himself? Where he plays because. He- because inevitably one of them would have to lose, and I don't think he's capable of doing that. It would just be a forever fight. Mm. It would just them. It would just be them forever parrying each other's blows. Like no one would even get a clean hit off. Mm. It'd just be they'd be locked in conflict forever. Because he's just that awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So I want to back it up a bit. A record of Lodos War. Uh, I think this is actually a re-release, but that's a an OVA series. I taught you what that means uh, only a couple weeks ago. Uh, original video animation. Um, it was from the 90s, 1990 to 1991. It was kind of a big deal. It's like uh, anime, early anime's take on uh, D&D. So it's like Western fantasy. Um, I actually have the series on, on DVD on my shelf. I've never watched it because I'm an idiot. Oh, the cover for Defiant, Kyle, is is that maybe the most derivative? That's the cover to Shooter. Or is that the cover to Shooter? It's the cover to most most things, I think. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's like the single most derivative action movie cover you could you could possibly make. I don't even know how you can get convinced to do like how much money do you get paid to do these movies i feel like these movies are like you pay to be in these movies you can't be making any money (laughs) like no i'm I'm really gonna hit it big i'll give you 10 grand if i can be in defiant it's really gonna it's gonna launch my career yeah i I don't think anybody's i hope nobody on the set actually thinks that way like that that's going to be their launch pad or something but you know everybody's got to work and if you if you can make your livings as a working actor like you're living you're living somebody's dream like that is that's not easy to do um oh a bitter legacy that looks like some something people will cry over it's about 
Oh shit, yeah. Documentary about almost secret citizen isolation camps for dissident Japanese American men and some victims of collaborators during 1943 and 1944. I don't want to see that. Uh, that sounds rough. Yeah. Uh, Blood, sweat, and terrors. Um, again, super derivative cover. Uh, some of the color grading they did here is actually like eye eye catching, but I can tell it's not good <laughs> because it's a dumb action movie and I don't know anything about it. Okay, uh, you ready to move on to the next week, Kyle? Yeah. Okay. So the following week is uh, August thirteenth, and uh, right out the gate we get you know one of the bigger. One of the bigger home video releases, uh, probably for the calendar year, uh, that would be Avengers Endgame, uh, of course, on 4K, as well as, like, you know, about a third of the other Marvel movies all on 4K, presumably for the first time. Uh, So, I mean, we don't have much more to say about this, right, Kyle? We we did, like, a whole two-hour thing on this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't need any of these. I mean, why are these... This is probably, like... Like we got to try to sell these things because once Disney opens up their streaming, who needs to buy these anymore? Like we've got it all exactly. streaming. So yeah, they're probably they're, well, the last waves of like let's try to get this stuff out. You know, let's try to get this this physical media out. Um, yeah, yeah. We... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy Endgame and uh, you know, like I, I forget how many times I've mentioned this on the air, but. Uh, in recent days i've actually been having a lot of fun listening to directors commentaries and i gotta say uh some of the marvel movies have pretty good commentaries um joss whedon was surprisingly candid about some of the stresses he had on the set uh J- <laughs> james gunn is is wonderful to listen to i love that he calls all the people he works with his friends like dave batista's never like an actor to him he's always my friend dave <laughs> Um, and the Russo brothers, uh, they, they have, they, I don't know, they have a good, good on-air personality, I guess. Uh, so I'd be very curious to hear what they have to say about Endgame. Say what you will about The Rock, but I honestly think he's making um, people who are who have a predisposition to be prima donnas. He's shutting that shit down because The Rock will fucking call you out on your bullshit. You better show up to work on time and be ready to fucking work because The Rock's gonna let you know if you're not doing that. And. <laughs> I, I think I, I honestly think that's like people are like I don't want the rock if the rock gets on if you get on the rock's bad side that's not good man he is a huge following huge following well I mean you need to understand the the man spent decades in front of you know tens of thousands of people uh, saying saying inflammatory things that he probably shouldn't be saying like and doing it effortlessly yeah <laughs> so so for him tearing someone down on the set like even a big name celebrity pff, that ain't no big thing <laughs> um but yeah i've heard that too that like he like if you cross him on the set it's like oh there's gonna be hell to pay <laughs> it's I feel like, like it, it's hard to do a rock a rock impression without it sounding like uh, barack obama because i feel like they're 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 kind of the same <laughs> there's just one has a little bit more bass in his voice the rock uh <laughs> Yeah, they are very similar, actually. Um, I don't know the the Rock has gone through so many transformations, though. That to me, it's like it's hard to pin down what he actually sounds like anymore. Because like he's he's become a lot more sanitized in recent years, and and he's calmed down a lot. Like he, one of the things that like a lot of young wrestlers fall prey to is rushing, like both in in speaking on the microphone and in conducting themselves in the ring. 
and I think he's just he's put in so many repetitions that in terms of like his public speaking ability he's just flawless now like you put a microphone in front of him and he's just gonna be the rock and just if he if he's feeling any any anxiety or uncertainty about what he's going to be saying you're not gonna see it at all <laughs> well he's also what six foot six 270 260 pounds of muscle um handsome pretty much every every heterosexual woman in this in this country probably would have no problem uh hooking up with Dwayne the Rock Johnson I'd be pretty confident too like yeah and he's made like a billion dollars at this point <laughs> from all the movies he's been in so yeah the rock's probably pretty confident yeah i can see that well he did, he did the thing that like um he has perfect teeth comp- he does he, he absolutely does perfect and he did get teeth. A, he he did get a nose job um that's fine what are you going to do because most Samoans don't have <laughs> noses like that <laughs> i'm not sure if you were aware of that but there we go um but um not to completely derail us but uh there was this DC comic that was, oh man, it was like one of my favorites. It was great. It didn't last very long, but it was called Secret Six. And uh, like the gimmick of it was that it was like uh, a whole bunch of low class supervillains. So think like the Guardians of the Galaxy, but on Earth, and they're all bad guys. But in terms of like power level, they're all kind of shitty. Gotcha. Um, anyway, um, the leader was this, this kind of small woman. Uh, named Scandal Savage, but then Bane showed up one day, uh, and he his first day on the job with the group, he just says, "I'm the leader," and she's like, "No, no, I, you don't understand. We're all we're all really tight with each other. We've been working together a long time. I, I I put this crew together. This is my team." And he's like, "No, I'm the leader," <laughs> and just like that, he he subsumes her position as the leader. And as far as I understand, that's basically what The Rock did with the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> he's just like, "No." You motherfuckers don't understand. I'm I am the Rock, and this is my franchise now. <laughs> well, he's right because nobody gives a fuck about you, Vin Diesel. You may have been the biggest dude on the set. Nobody wants to watch you in the movie. They're coming for the Rock. That's the only mm-hmm. reason why those movies make money is because the Rock is in them. Well, I mean, case in point, I didn't start liking those movies like Nor earnestly. <laughs> no, I I didn't start liking them in earnest until the fifth one, until the Rock showed up. I mean, uh, <laughs> Vin, Vin Diesel hasn't. I, I'll honestly say he's made one good movie outside of uh, outside of the Fast and the Furious movies, and that's Pitch Black, and that was an accident. And <laughs> and I don't I don't count him I don't count him in, in uh, Saving Private Ryan. He does not count at all. He does nothing to that story. He's the first one to die. His character does nothing leading up till then. He does not count in that movie. Yeah, well, I mean, what? Prove me guilty, boiler room, like the pacifier. Oh my god, I forgot about the pacifier. <laughs> all of them, all of them hits. The last witch hunter. The Rock wasn't much better. <laughs> See, the thing is, is the Vin Diesel did the pacifier and it was awful. The Rock did Tooth Fairy, but people actually wouldn't watch the Tooth Fairy because it was the Rock. Hmm. Like people actually turned out. They actually he, gave a shit. He actually he's the Rock. He actually <laughs> can't fail. I don't think he can fail. He cannot I don't fail. Think so. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. He can. He can. Be cool, because that's one of the worst mm-hmm. things I've ever seen. No, uh, Southland Tales. I don't even know what that is. Uh, we may have to watch that someday, Kyle. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Is it a bad one? It. It's a disaster. Oh, we can. We've got plenty. Of, we've got some movies for that. Don't worry. Yeah. It. It's legendarily bad. Um, mm. 
like unforgivably bad. Just I, it's like I don't even know what this is bad. <laughs> and Sean Sean William Scott's in there too, by the way. <laughs> well, that that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Goon is great. Goon is <laughs> you, great. I love. Goon. You leave Goon alone. <laughs> he has his moments. Sean William Scott has his moments. Okay, let's keep moving. Um, yeah, let's keep moving. But um, I want to stop and. Uh, it's sandwiched between so many fucking Marvel movies that it's so easy to gloss over. But Shadow, yeah, twenty eighteen. I figured you were uh, going to talk about that, and it's racist that I know you were going to talk about that. I saw the yin yang, and I, yeah. I had a feeling that you might want to talk about that. Well, for the record, it is Chinese. Oh no, no, no! Not- I just because it was because it was a fighting. I thought it was a fighting movie. I saw the the oh. Chinese. I saw the. It yin does yang. have fighting in it. It does have martial arts. Okay. In it. So are you Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> I knew that the symbol was Chinese. Just so we know. Just so we're clear. Um, I'm. See, this is this is the kind of Chinese movie that I tend to shy away from. Uh, this would be like a mainland Chinese production. That it's like a period piece. Um. They tend to be kind of labyrinthian and just like unapproachable in terms of like if you aren't part of the culture, you probably just won't get it. Um, but this is directed by Zhang Yimou, and he makes beautiful films. Um, Kyle, you, you, I don't encourage you to watch this because I have no guarantee if, as to whether it's good or not. But you may want to look up the trailer and just see if the imagery does anything for you because the man knows how to make make interesting shots. Is it like three hours long? I, I have a feeling it's like I am sure it is. <laughs> Which is why I won't be watching it, but I know it got a lot of hype, and it does look very cool. So if if, if you are only interested in the aesthetics, maybe you'll get something out of it. I'm just throwing okay. it out there. Um, Vice Squad looks like something I would watch and probably really like. Mm-hmm. 1982. Uh, it's, um, is that the mom from E.T.? Uh it might be d wallace um, is her name but um i can't tell if that's... i i don't see her name in the credits yeah, um okay. but it's a shout factory release which means it's it's trashy in its 80s which means it's probably right up my alley mm-hmm. and beside that is the black hole from 1979 and i am fucking shocked that this is getting a blu-ray release that's um, disney yeah uh this is one of disney's biggest flops if i remember right it was a big budget sci-fi movie that they dumped a shit ton of money into the special effects for, and it it sold nothing. Like nobody went to see it. Nobody cared. Um, I I think the same thing happened with the Black Cauldron. It was a like a eighties. I, I think it was in the eighties, but it was a Disney animated film that like was a horrible box office flop. Um, I don't know if that's gotten a Blu-ray re-release, but yeah, I'm really shocked to see the Black Hole. Um, on on shelves in 2019 um moving right along uh the new kids 1985 it has that classy uh faux vhs packaging so you know that's gonna sell well mm-hmm. um directed by sean s cunningham though that is i think the friday the 13th guy oh uh, so, so yeah it could be fun <laughs> not a huge fan of that franchise but i'm I'm very alone in that because that is a huge following. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy them. Uh, I think I'm more prone to enjoying straight up just stupid slasher movies than you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this cover. I love this yeah. cover. Yeah. Um, if I remember right, uh, this is the Robert Englund movie that has the, uh, the uh, caterpillar rape. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. It is. What? It is the one with the caterpillar rape. 
Um, this was a Roger Corman movie that was produced in the in the wake of Alien, so nineteen eighty one. Who did the special effects for this? Uh, or uh, the the makeup effects? Maybe Stan Winston. I was gonna say if it's like, got Winston or Savini behind it, I'll definitely pick it up. Well, it it's not anyone's best work. It's well, a Roger Corman production. Well, so. <laughs> Leviathan. Leviathan's a fun little flick, and it's it's yeah, nobody's but, best work. But that had Dino De Laurentiis money backing it. This did not. This had Roger Corman money backing it. <laughs> Which is enough to get it made, but not enough to get it made well. <laughs> I've got to write this shit down. Oh, and uh, we have a Criterion release, uh, The Inland Sea, and that is a gorgeous cover. Um, oh, yes, that is. Ooh, who, who, who directed that? Uh, Lucille Cara. Mm, it looks Italian. Because um, it looks it, it looks exactly like the bay that's in Red Desert. There's a scene in Red Desert that has color. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, it looks like there's a scene in there. It looks like that. So I thought maybe it was uh, an Italian film. Oh, it's a. <laughs> oh, it sounds like an intimate little film. Uh, not sure if I'd. I'd consider purchasing that, but that really mm. is a gorgeous cover. It is a ni- it is a nice cover for sure. Um, what's the next one that jumps out at you, Kyle? Well, let me see what we got here. Um, Forbidden World looks kind of fun uh, back there. Nineteen eighty two. If it if it said twenty seventeen, I wouldn't have given it a second thought. Um, but there's a big. It looks like a giant space monster and what looks like a sand people from uh, the Star War, but. <laughs> Uh, the cover art's kind of cool. It's probably atrocious, but uh, it looks like it may be kind of something to check out. I think I might actually try to find Galaxy of Terror once we're done here. Uh, that looks. Uh, I think I think it was on Amazon for free for a little while there. It might not be, still be there, but uh, just fair warning: like, there's some good effects, but not all of them are great. Yeah, what are you gonna do? And baby Robert Englund. <laughs> He's got weird hair. Not <laughs> 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 that much. <laughs> um, not much else is popping out. Oh, another stakeout is getting a. Oh, I don't even a blue a Blu-ray release. Yeah, you and I. I mean, you said it. It's lost its luster. Is yeah, that right. Big time. That, that makes me sad because I watched that movie a lot when I was young. The jokes. I loved it. The jokes just they hit like a thud and like they're just not there. The only good part is when Dennis. Um, Farina. Yeah, I was about to say Franz. Uh, Dennis Farina. <laughs> Dennis Farina is on screen because uh, he's fucking hilarious. When he gets brain freeze, that is my favorite moment in that whole movie. He's so charismatic. Just his scenes and I was actually thinking about his scenes in Snatch today for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he has that way about him, man. Um, he's, he's just very, just absurdly charming. This Nightwish. I feel like this was on Prime. Um, this one had my curiosity because that cover. It looks like there's some kind of horror element going on. What do you got for a description? Uh, do you want to guess? Uh, okay. Um, I'm yeah, go for it. All right. So <laughs> Nightwish. You can you can read the tagline if you want. I what does the tagline say? It says, "In your dreams, no one can hear you scream." Oh well. Okay. <laughs> Let's see here. My my opinion of this film instantly dropped ten points. <laughs> Damn, I was gonna say like, does anybody see Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, I was gonna guess that this is a movie about a lady werewolf, um, 
but something tells me that it is a ghost that kills people in their dreams. Okay. Well, uh, the official back-of-the-box description is a professor and four graduate students' journey to a crumbling mansion to investigate paranormal activity and must battle ghosts, aliens, and satanic entities. All right. Wow. Right, writing it down. That's a lot of battling. Nightwish 1989. <laughs> I feel um, like that cover is uh, is not giving it, it the right tone. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a lot dumber. <laughs> yeah, it does sound a lot dumber. Um, but it is a. It needs to be said the uh, the disc is printed by Unearthed Films, and I just pulled up the other products that they've put out. We've actually mentioned many of them on the air, including A Record of Sweet Murder, The Unnameable, um, and Brutal, Brutaru, uh, Japanese film, uh, all of which have stunning covers. Um, and it, it looks like they, they have a, a intensely varied catalog. Like, some of these look like straight-up schlock, but the, some of them look like art films. So, hmm. it, you know, it, may, it could be a crapshoot, but, you know, worth writing down. I'll check out the trailer. Yeah. Um, Start wait, there. Marlon Brando and the Ugly American. I need to watch more of his older movies. i got to see what the big deal is, um, mm. why he was the highest-paid actor. Uh, oh, get the butter. Leave it to Beaver. Um... <laughs> I watched this movie several times. Like this was we never we didn't own it. We rented it like three times and watched it a total of three times. Like each time we got it, um, Michael McDonald is it Michael McDonald? Chris McDonald. Chris right? McDonald. Michael McDonald's from Mad TV. Yeah, that's um, right. Chris McDonald. Chris McDonald's yeah. a fucking ball. I love him. It just if he pops up in a movie, I'm ex- I'm like okay. This may not be good. But I'm gonna enjoy him. He's always he's my great. favorite part of uh, SLC Punk. He is pretty great in there. I didn't sell out. Oh, man. I bought in. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dear. <laughs> I need to watch he's that. He's so good. I need to watch House Arrest. I never I never watched that, and apparently he's he's one of the dads in there. Apparently he's the best part of it, too. I can believe that. Uh, yeah. the, man's, the man's just got comedic timing. It's great. Uh, he's great. Contemporary James Spader Blacklist. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, after the, the hairline uh, retreated to the north. <laughs> I I find myself watching his Robert California clips on The Office, and I want him to do more funny things, but I feel like he just takes too much, he takes too serious of, of uh, roles. Like, this is a serious role. I need him to be Robert California more, because he's fucking hilarious on there. No, he, he has comedic timing, for sure. I mean, fuck, he was on an episode of Seinfeld, and he was kind of funny. Everybody. He wasn't intended to be. Everybody he was wasn't intended to be funny. That's well, the thing. That's true. He, he's, he, I don't think he's ever... And that's the thing. I don't think he can try and be funny. Someone needs to write something for him to do that we would think is funny. Like, Ah, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's not naturally funny. He's no. just a good actor. He's just a good actor, and if you need him to be funny, he can be. Okay. Um, There's a movie of his that I've brought up several times that I may force you to watch called uh, Supernova. Mm. It's terrible. Uh, it's it's wretched, but it has an interesting production history, and he has like fucking abs in it. Like he got super jacked for it in the I think the late nineties, and it was it was kind of like when John Travolta got super jacked for Basic, where it's like, why this movie, and why did you not keep it up? <laughs> it's like yeah, you right. you were in shape for five minutes, 
because the Punisher came out very shortly after Basic, and he was already flabby again. <laughs> well, I saw the first. I watched the first like ten minutes of Tough Turf when he's just uh-huh. like floppy-haired, skinny little uh, James Spader. The years have not been kind to him. Uh, no, no, he uh, he had him some hoagies and just never looked back. Billy. Then, Cr- like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, go for it. This Billy crud up in the turtle. It's distracting. The waking the dead. The oh, I don't even think I see that one. Billy crud. It's it's right. It's the next line. It's the first movie, with Jennifer Connelly. Oh, uh, oh, that's Billy crud up. Look at him. I thought that was I thought that was Steve Jobs. It looks. It almost looks. He almost looks like a French actor from like the French New Wave. Uh, yeah, that looks like one of those old movies. But no, that's a night. That's a two thousand Billy Crudup. And mm-hmm. and and the uh, Jennifer Connelly two thousand that is a fine year that is a fine mm-hmm. year for a Connelly. I think I like my Jennifer Connelly like a few years before that, like Labyrinth like, when she's fifteen. You fucking perv. No, I haven't even seen Labyrinth. <laughs> I'm talking the you fucking haven't Rocketeer. seen Labyrinth. Oh my! I know. God. I haven't seen the Goonies and I haven't seen Labyrinth. I'm a bad person. Damn. No, I'm I'm talking the Rocketeer, man. I'm talking Dark City, man. Oh, Dark City. She's a peach. Yes. Rocketeer. Holy shit! She's fine in uh, in uh, that the movie with the drug, uh, Darren Aronofsky. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that either, Kyle. Requiem <laughs> for a Dream. Yeah, Go- I write seen down that Goonies. Either. We got to put that on the list like now. We've got to get that going soon. Labyrinth <laughs> and the Goonies. Wow. Okay, okay. I'm a bad person. I know. Mm. Uh, what we got here? We got Finding Steve McQueen from 2017. Yeah. Uh, that flew in under the radar. Uh, you don't say. <laughs> it's got it's got William Fickner in it. I like that Fickner. Work. I do like me some Fickner. All is true. Oh my God, Kenneth Branagh in a Shakespeare movie? <gasps> that never happens. My Not ever. Stars. <laughs> and Ian McKellen, Sir Ian. I was talking with some guys at work. I was talking about uh, Kenneth Branagh, and I don't remember what I was referencing, but I was like trying to explain who he was. I'm like Kenneth Branagh, he's the guy from uh, Wild Wild West. With the, with the uh, with the weird facial hair, and I'm like, yeah, he's <laughs> like he's Irish or something. I'm like he's like Irish, and he's. We were talking about uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the the one that he oh. directed, and I'm like, yeah, I wasn't a big, I wasn't a big fan of that. And the guy I work with just goes, "Don't you just hate that song?" <laughs> just out of nowhere. Perfect. It was perfect timing when he did. That's it. perfect. I'm like that's him. That is him. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's not much else going on here. We have a Stars movie release. Is that? It looks like Michelle um, Moynihan. I think is her name Monahan. Uh, Monahan, I think. Is it Monahan? I think so. It's not. Is that her? Because it doesn't. It looks kind of like her. Oh, what's the movie called? Uh, the Spanish Princess. Sorry. Oh, uh, I don't think that's her. No, I don't think it is. It just really looks like her. I just watched um, the. Uh, Boris Karloff Black Sabbath and it's a, a horror anthology and the lady in the second one is an uh, is an Italian actress I believe she's now deceased she looks exactly like Sophia Loren like so much so that I had to keep checking I'm like that's gotta be Sof- that's, that's her that's gotta be her it's not her it's just another <laughs> Italian actress it was driving me nuts I'm like it's right there she's so close <laughs> well I mean good for her it's yeah, probably. That's not, not a, a bad, bad look. Way to be. <laughs> that's not, it's a, bad not look. a bad look at all. <laughs> I'm not Sophia Loren, but I look like her. I'm like, well, that works. Shit. Um, this man's chin on the cover for uh, Enemy Within is making me nervous. 
I thought you were talking about Volt. <laughs> well, no, that's just Don Johnson melting in the sun. Enemy um, within, uh, yeah, that man's chin has got issues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we're putting out all the DreamWorks animated films on Blu-ray again. Uh, these are, of course, nothing new. So uh, I'm not even going to list all of them. So basically, just imagine a DreamWorks animated film. That's it. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. I guarantee you, it's going to be on the list. Um, Leprechaun, the complete collection. Saw, an eight film collection. Fuck, they got up to eight. They got up to eight. Uh, Hit ten, dude. Fuck it. Just keep going. Yeah, I know. Go for it. I, like that's actually. I'm. I'm actually really hoping the Fast and Furious movies actually do get to ten, so they can come up with a crazy title for Fast Ten. Um. Da, da, da. Uh, and that looks to be about it for that week. Yeah. Um, so let's head on down to August 20th. Uh, right out the gate, we get uh, an Arrow release. Always a good thing. Uh, for Al Pacino's Cruising uh, from 1980. Uh, I have not seen this film, but uh, it is it is known. Um, I shall read the back of the box description. Uh, more for my own entertainment than for you, the listener. Uh, New York is caught in the grip of a sadistic serial killer who is preying on the patrons of the city's underground bars. Captain Edelson tasks young rookie Steve Burns with fil- infiltrating the S&M subculture to try and lure the killer out of the shadows. I would actually watch that. No, uh, I've heard it's very good. Like I said, it's it's known. Um, Why is it getting also, an Arrow release? Uh, Arrow, Arrow is a very diverse uh, publisher. Uh, they put out all sorts of stuff. Some some of them like classics of the of the highest order. Some of them absolute schlock. Uh, this would be more in the classic this, category. I'm, this may I mean, not... they also put out American Werewolf in London. I think not too long ago. K- kind of like the General's Daughter. This may not age well as far as um, oh, sexuality yeah, yeah. goes. So that might be that might be why it's an Arrow release, especially if we're going into that culture that. Mm-hmm. that subculture um yeah i need to watch old pacino because he's i one of the most famous american actors of all time uh and i can't stand him <laughs> for the most part so i feel like i need to go back and watch his older movies um, see i feel like i feel like that's why i enjoy having these conversations with you kyle because uh, not everybody is that way when it comes to their entertainment or their uh their their cinema diet um for me i actually i i subject myself to things knowing that maybe i'm not gonna like it but with i i come at it from like an an angle of curiosity it's like i i would like to better understand this even if i don't agree with it um so i kind of have a similar relationship with al pacino right (laughs) it's like i don't i don't know that what he's doing is necessarily good but he's doing something um, and it's fascinating. So I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'd very much like to see more of like young Pacino at the peak of his powers because it's something that's largely not known to me. I'm, I'm more used to the schlocky devil's advocate <laughs> like Al Pacino. Yeah, you know, a well, little, little older, giving a few less fucks. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on the movie Insomnia? Uh, I remember watching it when I was younger and I was probably a little too young to really understand what was going on. But I feel like it was a good dramatic role for um, Robin Williams, and I just mm-hmm. and I know that uh, Al Pacino plays the cop in there. I just can't remember if it was any good. So 
I can't remember it either. Um, but one of my very good friends, um, who is is an artist by trade, and uh, actually did go to a, a form of film school, um, he he adores that film. Like hmm. he thinks very highly of it. Um, he in particular he he loves the soundtrack. Oh, interesting. Um, but he's a he's a big Christopher Nolan fan, and that's actually that's one Chris of his Nolan. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, and it's one of my friend's favorite Christopher Nolan movies. Um, Interesting. So I, I've been I've been saying it for years now. That's like, man, like you're always telling me how great that movie is, and we usually agree on most things. Um, but I just don't remember this movie, so I I really need to go back and take another look at it. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, it seems like a movie that neither Al Pacino fans nor Robin Williams fans would really want to watch. Like it just the subject matter. Like it just didn't seem to be too interesting well yeah from a casting standpoint it's like hang on are we are we intentionally getting the wrong people for these roles yeah. <laughs> like what are we doing guys because we were around like, like patch adams at this time and maybe maybe at that time and maybe even flubber wasn't even that far behind well i mean and and think of what we know of christopher nolan he's a bit of a robot like yeah. he he's not too big on emotion for the most part <laughs> and al pacino is nothing but that he's <laughs> He tends to be like hyperbolic and a little bit over the top, and to cast him as a like a dour and half awake drunk detective or whatever is kind of out of left field. I, I need to watch that Robin Williams documentary on HBO, but I just I don't need to cry today, so I need to find the day where I want to cry because <laughs> that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen. You need uh, to get your closure. The witches. I am shocked is not directed by Terry Gilliam. Uh, I re- I remember watching it and then watching a Terry Gilliam film and I'm like oh I feel like this is our, uh, specifically Brazil I'm like this feels like witches I don't know why but uh, the witches reveal feels like a Terry Gilliam movie it's not but um, yeah just that one scene felt like it yeah I mean it's funny that's basically the only thing I remember about that movie mm-hmm. I don't think I ever finished it because I, it freaked me out a bit too much <laughs> Like, yeah. like, like the scene of Angelica Houston becoming the witch lady, and then uh, the kid turning into the rat or mm-hmm. the mouse. Holy shit! Like that was just too much back to back. Um, and yeah, I think I, I think it was like playing in my school library or something, and it was just on. And I walked in, and I like just to see that scene, and I was like, I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Bye. It, Evil Dead, um, Evil Dead time is coming up soon. I might, I might watch The Witches again. I don't know. I'll, I'll see what I think. See what I think about it. It has a decent reputation. Like, I, I think yeah. it's probably a good kids film. It's just I didn't, I never bothered to finish it. Back when we were making kids films, a little creepy, which I think we should bring back. Let's, let's bring that back. <laughs> Um, and beside that, we have Brightburn, which yes. uh, I think we were talking about not too long ago. Um, so this was, I believe, written by James Gunn. Um, it's basically from from what I gleaned from the trailers, uh, evil, evil Superman story. Um, I am probably going to rent this. I certainly will not buy it. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too big on owning horror movies, and I, I don't even know if this qualifies as a straight up horror movie. This seemed like more of a like a high concept thriller that apparently is very very violent from the reviews I've read, but um, I'm curious enough to actually see it. You should really own the um, own the horror movies that are rewatchable. Like I'm not gonna buy The Conjuring. It's it's pretty much a one and done kind of deal. No, um, you got to be selective. Yeah, like you can't just you can't just 
indiscriminately buy horror movies and expect to watch them consistently. <laughs> um, beside that, we have a Criterion release, a Magnificent Obsession from looks, 1954. Looks like mind boring, but who knows? It could and be good. I mean, it's, it's probably well, good. It's a it's a well rendered cover. Um, it's a Rock Hudson movie. I know he was doing it for a lot of people around that time. And 1954 was a big year for movies. Um, that's actually kind of. <laughs> I don't know if I, I could be wrong, but it looks like a bit of a racy cover for for, for the time. Oh my goodness! Yeah. He's got his head in her bosom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's racy. 1954. I'm pretty sure Don Draper was really cheating on his wife at this time like my goodness we can't be putting that kind of stuff up there yeah jeez uh, uh walking dead i still kind of want to watch it just because it's a tv show that committed to zombies um but i've heard that it is needless like this isn't like it you don't need to watch it it's fine but i still i think i might try to tackle it well nine years plus on television with you know pretty high budget backing it and a very large cast um inevitably there is going to be some wheel spinning that has to happen in order to keep that to sustain that production you know what just ju- the, go for it <laughs> those who say the thing you can you guess what's keeping me from watching it exactly that the filler <laughs> no two words there's two words uh you got me what are those words norman reedus yeah, <laughs> I mean you can smell him through the TV. Ugh. <laughs> I hate I hate seeing him. Like I don't know what it is. Like I had no problem with him before, but he just he's left such a bad taste. Like every time I see him, I'm like fuck that dude. Every time, every time I see him, he's going to be a. There's a there's a very high profile video game coming out soon called a Death Stranding. That uh, it's a Japanese game, and uh, the director of the game like reached out to him personally and. Had, like had him like scanned into the game and had him do performance capture for it. So he's the main character of it, Ugh. Um, along with that uh, Leia Cédois or whatever or however you say her name. I don't know French French gal from uh, Spectre. Oh yeah, uh, that French girl. I know I know who you're talking about. I don't know um, her name, but, but yeah. But yeah, you you now have the opportunity to play a, an entire video game as Norman Reedus. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> uh what else we got here arrow yeah. <laughs> uh horror horror of frankenstein which i believe is a hammer uh, yep yeah. I, i've been saying it man like it seems like every month there's a hammer re-release hammer like putting them out piecemeal <laughs> hammer had like a oh you can buy this for like 10 bucks you can buy eight of uh hammers ripoffs of classic <laughs> uh classic universal monster movies um, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm fine. Uh, I'm like, I thought I might pick him up just like, hey, you know, it might be kind of fun. I was going to get um, just uh, it was like the eight classics, like The Wolfman, Dracula, um, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, um, Creature of the Black Lagoon. I was thinking about picking that up, um, but I just recently watched uh, the Dracula, 1931, Bela Lugosi. Mm. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun one to watch. It's it's interesting. Uh and short. God damn it. It less than ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the style at the time. Um I've always heard the Spanish version of that movie is potentially superior. 
Hmm. Uh, filmed on filmed on the same sets, um, just with a different crew and actors. Interesting. So, th- so they would just come in like after the Americans finished their work, and then they would reshoot the entire movie. Interesting. Well, the, yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. The, the story of Dracula doesn't make a whole ton of sense, and the guy who plays Fritz in Frankenstein, the yeah, he plays Fry. Yeah, he's in he's in Dracula. He is awful. Like he really is annoying in uh, Dracula. <laughs> Uh, That'll happen. <laughs> last Mar- last year in Ma- at Marion Bad has been on my list for a while. Uh, I've heard it's a really like um, like visually it's a it's a nice film. Um, I just haven't hmm. gotten around to it. I've never heard of it, but uh, let me know let me know if you get around to it. It might be a while. Uh, <laughs> just saying, four D man, that looks like something you might want to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, actually, I mean, I haven't seen it, but it is something that I read about when I was a kid. Um, I had like a a B movie book that I used to flip through. Um, I think it was at the school library, and that was that was one of them. That and the uh, the man with X ray X, the man with X ray eyes, and <laughs> them, and all those B movies and stuff. The atomic era of horror movies. Um, Billy kid, Billy the kid versus Dracula. I mean, I'm sure that's terrible, but that is a striking cover. Yeah, that it works is. for me. Um, American Gods, I've heard, is very good. This is the season two box set. Um, the Hustle, uh, no thanks. I'm, I'm good. good. Uh, I'm good. I Trapped the Devil is a movie I think I've mentioned to you a long time, like not mm. that long ago, but a few months back. But I heard this was very quaint, but quite good. Trapped um, the apparently- Devil. I trapped the devil. Um, it's about a. It's like a bottle drama, I guess. Like it, it is dirt cheap. Like they made this with no money, basically. But it's it's like a psychological thriller where there's like a small group of people and there's one guy who's taking up vigil, like sitting in front of a door in his basement, saying, "Hey, uh, so I trapped the devil in my basement, and uh, we got to keep an eye on this door because he might get out." Um, and, and apparently, it's just it's just pretty solid horror entertainment. Um, a Dog's Journey, never going to watch that. Uncle Tom's Cabin, <laughs> I don't Oof. think I'm going to watch that. Yeah, I'm good. The Big O, what is I've that? I've mentioned that yeah, several times. Yeah, you've mentioned it. Yeah, I've mentioned it several times. It's a, I mean, it's a giant robot show, but at the same time, it's an anime that I think it was... The Animation House was the same studio that was involved in the production of Batman the Animated Series, so it has that going for it. Um it's it's good times. Uh, in fact, I might actually buy this because I never finished the series, but I got pretty f- far into it when it was airing on American television. Um, the Brink. Yeah. That is a disappointment. <laughs> Don't pay to see it. Um, so The Brink is a Hong Kong production. Um, it has a couple of big name actors in it that I like. Um, probably the the most prominent among them being Max Zhang, who. Basically, if you need someone to punch someone in your Chinese movie, he's going to be in it these days. <laughs> uh, as well as Pacific Rim 2, because why not? He's just there to be in a suit and then, I think, die at the end. <laughs> um, and then uh, Sean Yu, who's typically reliable. Uh, he's, I don't know, he almost had like a Brad Pitt thing going for to, in his career at one point, where he's, he's a very absurdly handsome man, but like he had this habit of picking roles where he'd like dress himself down or be like some hangdog character or something. And he does that in this for sure. Um, but trailers for it looked pretty good, but holy shit, just 
nothing nothing in it comes together the way I wanted it to. It was a big disappointment. I watched the Reef Shark Attack movie from 2010. Pretty good. Oh, huh? oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember that one, but I, I like me some shark movies. Better than Open Water. Way better than Open Water. Um, yeah, shot with yeah. real, real sharks in the ocean. It's actually... I was... I went in expecting a like expecting it to be like really good, and it wasn't it wasn't like crazy good, but I was very it, it in a way it kind of exceeded my expectations. Like I was expecting it to be scarier. It wasn't scarier than I thought. It was shot better than I thought. That's where it exceeded hmm. my expectations. So it's definitely worth watching if you like shark attack movies. Um, yeah, I'd say it's probably the best one I've seen. In all honesty. Well, I mentioned it, I think, on the last Blu-ray, uh, The Shallows. Um, check it out. Okay. It's it's surprisingly not bad. Um, but moving right along, uh, the cover for Aniara, uh, it's, it looks very old-fashioned, but it looks kind of cool. Yeah. A spaceship carrying settlers to Mars is knocked off course, causing the consumption obsessed passengers to consider their place in the universe. Oof. Sounds mm. heavy. Yeah. But that's... Uh, it doesn't sound like something I'd I'd watch, but it sounds like sounds like a very good concept for like a novel or something. Um, a couple of '80s throwback covers here: a camp wedding from 2019. Uh, they're definitely pushing the the '80s nostalgia thing that we're in the thick of these days. Mm-hmm. The color palette and the font will tell you that. Fright World, that is a metal as fuck cover. Yeah, that's pretty dig metal. It. Um, it's from 2006. Um, and then Red Scream Vampires with a Y. Uh, David R. Williams, do I know him? I don't think so. But uh, it looks it looks like it's pretty fucking graphic. Yeah, it looks pretty savage. Um, can't guarantee that it's any good. but It's probably not. Um, and then we have Lolo with a, another striking cover, and they got all those uh, or those oak leaves or whatever to tell you that it won awards or was nominated for a lot of awards. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy those. Those usually no, I, I don't, I don't put stock in that. But it's, it's definitely a marketing technique. I've been fooled before. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's move on to August twenty seventh and. Um, right up front, we got a, a big one that you might want to consider. Uh, Apocalypse Now, 4K. Um, this would be the version of the film that I think was very recently re-released in IMAX theaters. Uh, so this is the Coppola quote-unquote final cut of the film, uh, remastered in 4K. And let's see, is there a review up for this one yet? No, there is not, unfortunately. But that's something to keep your eyes out for, Kyle. I need a 4K player. Uh, Stand by me, which I can't stand. Uh, really, I'm yeah, surprised. I fucking hated it. It was so annoying. Like these kid, these kids are like fucking 10 or 11, and they're talking like 30 year old men. I'm like, I'm not buying any of the dialogue in this, dude. Not buying any of it. And that's all the movie is is dialogue. So, I mean, except for when he says, "Why don't you go home and fuck your mother some more?" To you're you're too young to be able to get that one, River Phoenix. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to fight you on that, but I, I actually enjoy it. That's fine. I, I get I get the appeal. I get it. It's it's just not. It's not for me. Uh, 
Daniel Daniel Stern versus Richard Dreyfus as narrator. Go. <laughs> Who's better? Yeah, uh, Daniel Stern easily. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Are you gonna buy this? Day one, motherfucker. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you admit it. You liked it. You liked it in the theater. I did. It was great. No, no. the The thing that I emphasized when we were talking about it too is like if you have seen a Godzilla movie, then then you should know what to expect and you should be very happy with what you got yeah. <laughs> because like I, I love reading complaints about Godzilla movies and having people bitch about like oh he doesn't show up until like 40 minutes into it it's like have you seen have you seen a Godzilla movie <laughs> That's a, you don't that... even have to have an entire Godzilla rack <laughs> just have you seen a Godzilla movie the build up to him showing up is the most fun yes Yes, Kyle, you get it. <laughs> uh, did you tell me about five or V? However you want to say it, it. it's it's V. V. Um, no, I didn't. Um, it was a it was a TV miniseries that made a it was it made a huge splash. Um, it was before both of our times, mm. but uh, but I remember this being available for rent on VHS at like the grocery store and stuff. Though it was a big deal. I recently was reading about it. I've heard it's it's worth our time. Um, don't know. I'm still maybe once I get past this first season of uh, Star Trek, uh, I might be able to trust some other sci-fi stuff. But right now, I am just not feeling like going out on a limb because I am just trudging through this first season. And <laughs> yeesh. well, I mean, I told you I've I've been plugging away at, at TNG for a couple of years now. I'm <laughs> still not. I'm still not done. Like I still have an entire season left. It's not like the X-Files, dude. The X-Files you go through quick, because those are awesome. Um, I started that, but I stopped for reasons I don't even remember. Yeah, you should um, probably start I, that back up again. Yeah, I, I would very much like to. I, I was very happy with it. Um, Rocket Man. I haven't heard anything about this. Uh, I mean, inevitable comparisons to... Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, the major difference being that this one, they did the music. Um, they actually sang. So no lip singing. Oh, and really? It, and and it's it's a traditional musical. I mean, they took a lot oh, of liberties. Oh, it's a musical. Sure. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's a traditional musical oh. with song and dance numbers. It actually looked like a well put together film. Like I might watch that. They really missed an opportunity here. Uh, so it's not some. It's not so much a biopic as just like kind of a fun, you know, more of a whims- whimsical take on it's, on the life of Elton John. So the motherfucker's not dead. Um, Taron Edgerton. I wish I wish they would have put Taron Edgerton is the bitch Rocket Man. <laughs> the bitch is back. Get it? Yeah, um, I, I got it. Okay. Hell comes to Frogtown. Man. Yeah, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. In Hell comes to Frogtown. Fuck oh, yes. All right. In uh, the same. I was gonna say. In the same lane, we have a Criterion release from what I can only assume <laughs> is a Japanese director. Um, the flavor of green tea over rice. Oh, um, I haven't seen this film, but I just opened it, and uh, the director is Yasujiro Ozu. Um, for that time period, he was like top three director in the country. I was gonna say like Scorsese of the fifties Jap- Japan. Well, there uh, were like th- three big names, and he was one of them, basically. Uh, is, he, is this worth? Is, I mean, what's this about? Because I can't do, I can't do, um, like romantic 
foreign stuff. I just can't do it. Uh, I think it's a just a domestic drama, but it says, In uh, the 1950s, married life has become very routine for middle-aged Japanese couple Mokichi and Taiko. Taiko calls her husband Dole, while Mokichi spends most of his time at the office. Uh, their young niece, Setsuko, is determined to escape their fate, so she refuses to accept the details of an arranged marriage set up by their parents. Uh, so yeah, I'm domestic good. drama. That's a little bit much for me. Yeah, his movies are, are traditionally very quaint, um, but expertly acted, and um, they have that dose of reality to them that was maybe a little bit rare for the time. Okay. Um, yeah, very very skillful filmmaker. I, ha- I had to watch a lot of his movies in college. Can we talk about Flesh Gordon? Uh, sure. What do you want to say? <laughs> Isn't it Flash Gordon? Why is it Flesh Gordon? No, no. This is like a parody of it. Is it a porno parody? I don't know if it's straight up porno, but um, the description reads, Planet Porno is threatening Earth's very existence with a deadly sex ray. It's up to Flesh Gordon to penetrate the planet's defenses and beat Emperor Wang into submission. It might be a porn parody. It might be. Uh, I'm not sure if it is. But Getting I, a Blu-ray I, release? <laughs> no, I, I mean, fuck. Uh, Deep Throat got a Blu-ray release like six months ago. <laughs> it's culturally significant. Okay. <laughs> it's like, you shut your damn mouth. Shut up. You shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, the Coker Trilogy? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Criterion. Abbas Kiarostani is the director. Um, they are foreign from a country. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I- Iran. Oh, okay. So he's an Iranian director. Uh, apparently, he directed a trilogy. I don't know anything about him, but that's a good cover, and it's a Criterion, so it's probably worth your time. It's probably worth your time. Yeah. Uh, we got we got Secret Life of Pets too. Don't care. No. Um, the the wax mask really 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 wants to be Terminator. Um. Holy lie. shit! Did you see the What's title that? of this movie? Which one? Uh, directly below Max Wask Wax <laughs> Waskily Wabbit Wax sure, Mask. I'll, I'll say it on the air if you can't. Um, nine li- nine lives of a wet pussy. Yep. Nineteen seventy-six. I think it's supposed to be a play on cats, but I think they're talking about something else there. Uh, I mean, the description reads: a series of related episodes featuring the erotic escapades of a young New York heiress and the people associated with her. So this it's that HBO show about the weed dealer, but with a lady sleeping around. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, da, da, da. The Banana Splits 2019? What? I don't know what that is. The Banana Splits was like a, a 1970s children's show. And these these characters that we're looking at here on the cover art are those characters. So hmm. I don't know what this is. <laughs> like, it was children's television from the 70s. I only know that because my brother had that CD that was a, it was a bunch of contemporary 90s bands doing covers of, like, kids' television shows theme songs yeah and one one of them was the tra la 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 song from the banana splits uh the last black man in san francisco 2019 that's a that's a title yeah um it's got a, it's got a certified fresh marker on it so you know it's worth your mind <laughs> your money <laughs> um 
Uh, Let my puppets come. I need to assume that's another uh, not, porno. Not related <laughs> to Nine Lives of a Wet Pussy. Um, but yeah, I think you're right, because that does seem phallic. And that... Mortimer and what's the other one? Oh, uh... I can't my think friend of would slap my friend would slap me right now they're the for best, not being able to remember. They're the funniest ones in the Christmas, the uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, they're the they are the best Muppets. Oh, they're so um, funny. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, this is the old guys in the in the rafters or in the in the opera scene. Oh, speaking of which, Insomnia, 1997, on Criterion. Wow. Oh, that's the ori- Is this the original? Yes, this is the original. With Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, yeah. the The Nolan one was a remake. It was a Swedish film. Interesting. I actually, I yeah. think I would prefer the Stellan Skarsgård. I think I'd, I, I would watch that. Interesting. Well, now's your chance. Yeah, Come wrong. Criterion. Um, we got the Goonies, which Trevor hasn't seen. Um, <laughs> Beetlegeist. Uh, the people for Betelguise. The people versus Larry Flint. I didn't realize how big of a Woody Harrelson fan I am. I really, I really like Woody Harrelson. Um, this is a good movie. Uh, I would, I would recommend watching it if you haven't seen it. I haven't. Yeah, but that, I, do, a, I do like Woody. Yeah. He's a selling point. Um, plays Larry Flint, the founder of Hustler magazine. Um, yeah. So we've got some other stuff here. Uh, the World's End. Which I very much like. Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the last of the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Which I've uh, officially seen... None of? What? One of, no. What um, would you see? When I saw Hot Fuzz. Damn it. Yeah. I, I mean, that one's good. the only one I've seen. Mm, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, how do you like Bill Nighy at the very beginning? He's like, mm, yes, I am. I'm the chief inspector. <laughs> Oh, I'm Bill Nye's a delight. Like I'm always happy to see him. He's great. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So we've got um, the garden, which whatever. Oh, by the way, have you seen the trailer for Little Women? No. Did we need a remake? They're make yeah. It's Emma Watson and some other chicks. They're playing Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see what the cast looks like. Is this okay? So I'm looking at Killers Anonymous. This looks like. Um, Sean Penn first looks like Sean Penn in aged makeup. Uh, Gary Oldman in the middle, mm-hmm. slumming it, and then Jennifer Lopez with uh, with a, with a bandana. How close am I? So um, that is in fact Gary Oldman in the middle. Oh looking my very much, god! Very looking very much like Robert Patrick. <laughs> yes, he does. He, look, he does look like Robert Patrick. Yes, that is not Jennifer Lopez. That is Jessica Alba. What is she doing in a movie? She's a billionaire. Yeah. Um. And then one oh, of the biggest that's the guy, surprises. That, that's the guy from uh, Braveheart, isn't it? The the guy yes, with it is. That's him. Okay, the Scarface guy. It's the guy from Gladiator. His uh his manservant. Correct. Cicero. Yeah. Um, that's maybe the first time his name has ever been at the top of a cast. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is Gary Oldman doing? He just won an Oscar not too long ago. Well, he also did that uh, Gerard Butler movie not too long ago. Ooh. So maybe his finances aren't in order. Maybe he just likes working. Hey, man. It's like, fuck it. I won an Oscar. Now I can do whatever the fuck I want. He tried to play a little person. He tried to play a little person in uh, in Tiptoes. So well, I mean, what? Halle Berry went and did Catwoman like right after she got hers? <laughs> 
Well, that was a it good happens. move. That was a good move on her on her part because if she's getting half naked the whole time, she can just ask for the money. Oh, you want? Oh, you want Halle Berry? I think she calls herself Halle Berry. You want Halle Berry <laughs> to get naked? Halle Berry's gonna need about uh five million dollars to do this movie. Oh, Halle Berry's not doing it. Uh, Steve Martin, if you're into that, uh, here's a Blu-ray re- release of The Jerk. Uh, the Wax Mask. This cover looks a little bit better than the other one. I, I think it looks more distinct, and yeah, it looks... I like the lighting on this this figure's face. Like It, it looks like something I would have rented when I was a kid. Um, Krampus. Krampus. Yes. Krampus. Um, Ouija. I heard that was terrible for yep. 2014. Don't even need oh, to watch pa- it. Pop star, didn't you say you turned that off in like the first five minutes? minutes five, five fucking minutes. minutes. <laughs> Could Fuck. not watch it. Unwatchable. Um, Viggo Mortensen, Jason good. Isaacs, Jody Whittaker. Not a, is that a Nazi not flag? A good title. Is there a Nazi flag back there? Yes, there is. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Um, there's a Tim Allen movie. Yeah, okay. someone. Someone who isn't the Disney Corporation paid Tim Allen? It looks like a backdoor Disney movie, because look at the color of the uh, of the the font there. Mm, color yeah, of the, the I, mean, I, I see where you're coming from. Man. Um, uh, they, got, they got some decent ladies in there, though. <laughs> it's, like, shocking. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, Annabelle, which I will not watch. Uh... Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, not much else going on here. Uh, yeah, uh, that might be the end of it. Um, Big Top Evil, 2019. Uh, that looks terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I believe that pretty much wraps up our little jaunt through the uh the Blu-ray catalog for the month of August in the year 2019. Um. I don't imagine you'll be buying any of these, right, Kyle? Um, I'm gonna. Well, I'm not gonna be buying these necessarily. Um, this is kind of just free advertising for these people. Um, I am gonna check out a trailer for Galaxy of Terror, 1981. I'm gonna watch the trailer for Shadow, 2018, and Nightwish. Yes. See what's going on there. Um, Cruising, I. That's one that I'm assuming is probably pretty cheap. The Cruising 1980, the Al Pacino one. Because I don't think there's a lot of people really going to be buying the hell out of that thing. If I was going to buy one, it would probably be Galaxy of Terror. Okay, that's 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 fair. I don't imagine you'll be buying it because I actually saw it a long time ago. <laughs> but um, definitely check out the trailer. Uh, I'm definitely going to be picking up Godzilla King of the Monsters Day 1. <sighs> Man, um, I don't I own. You, I think you said you were going to. I might. I was going to say because I don't own 2014, but God damn it, is that Godzilla that newer one definitely watchable? Um, I can I might, give you a. I can give you a DVD of 2014. I don't need it. It's got that Aaron Paul Lewis, whatever his name is. Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's what I said. So nice. So nice. They named him thrice. Yeah. Um. But I'm serious. I can straight up give it to you. I don't I just, want it. I just, ha- I just have one laying around. <laughs> Does not surprise me, but no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Apocalypse Now, uh, like you said, you don't have a 4K television or, or a player, so that's that's something that that's one I, think you, you, I think you should get at some point, but obviously 
not right now. I'll own it down the road probably when I'm going to rewatch Apocalypse Now, which I don't need to. We we don't I don't need to right now. I'll get there. Yeah, I I think I'm going to rent I Trap the Devil. I think I am Bright, too. And uh Brightburn, I'll rent that too. You do Brightburn and tell me how it goes. I'll Okay. I that's need fair. I need word of mouth on that. Um I would love to purchase Avengers Endgame. Um but every time these Marvel movies come out, they sell out immediately. So you got to wait a few weeks usually. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, people are nuts. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to buy that and I'm going to watch it and listen to the commentary because I'm that kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's, there's a couple I'll shell out some money for. But yeah, mo- most of these are just going to be rentals this month. Um, that being said, oh shit, there's a movie called Aspen Extreme. <laughs> um, a podcast that I very much enjoy. That is uh, one of their movies on their way, way back catalog. Like when they first started doing the podcast. Oh, isn't that the the title of a South Park episode? That it's like every '80s sports movie ever put into one episode. It's very possible. Um, yeah, it, if you pizza when you're supposed to French fry, you're gonna have a bad. Or you, if you French fry when you're supposed to pizza, you're gonna have a bad time. That'd that'd be the one, and I think that is the title of the episode. That's, that is very that's possible. It, that's why it rung a bell. Um, yeah, 1993 got it. Getting a Blu-ray re-release August 27th. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for joining us as we caught up on Blu-ray for the month of August. Um, I guess we'll catch you next time. Yep.